Welcome to On the Up and Up. I'm your host, Kira LaForgia, and every week I'm bringing you behind the scenes of running a successful business. Join me while we laugh, learn, and connect on mostly HR inappropriate topics with successful founders, diverse leaders, and kick-ass employees. It's true, your HR lady may have fired your bestie or made you sign a love contract, but we also have all the hot gossip that will make you better at your job. Whether you're on your way up the corporate ladder, are a fellow HR villain, or are building a culture as a rising entrepreneur. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Welcome to On the Up and Up Chandler. So I always start out by just wanting to get your origin story, your villain origin story. So we're all HR villains over here. We have to be the bearers of bad news, but obviously we're also the heroes in the story too, because we really are the ones that really care about all the people that are working for us and making our businesses go round. So tell us your origin story and maybe like just feed right into what you do now and what your business does. We'll knock it all out in like two seconds. Amazing. So I'm originally from Iowa and uh, true fashion, always knew I wanted to be a lawyer. I was always into debating, always into arguing, you know, finding the loopholes where I could. Um, So I was, I was destined at a young age. And so when I went to law school, I originally went for father's rights. And then when I was in law school, I was like, oh, I can't be inside of this all day, every day Um, in in the family law realm. It's just not for me, you know, too personal. Like the stories you see, oh God, just heartbreaking. And I'm like, yeah, I can't deal with this. Um, So then I was like, all right. I'm going to go into criminal law because I would be great in the courtroom. I would be a great litigator. And then I was, you know, working with a, a criminal defense attorney for a while and I saw the lifestyle and I was like, Ooh, nope, not for me. Like we don't even have time to pause and eat. Um, your girl's hungry. Uh, not going to work for me. Like, around from court to court like this. I'm just like, Oh my God. I'm like, so I had a moment. Literally, I feel like I had a midlife crisis before I was like midlife. And I was like, what do I want my life to look like? Like truly, what do I want my life to look like? And I was like, I want freedom. I want time freedom. I want money freedom. I want location freedom. And typically with attorneys, you know, you're locked in and you have to be in one place, like one location, one state. You can only work with clients in one state. And it was that paired with the fact that I was like, I do not want to be a lawyer if I can't be myself. Like I absolutely refuse and insert IP law. It it was the perfect area of law to really dive into because it allows me to work with other creatives. It allows me to work with other people who don't expect you to be some, you know, suited up, buttoned up attorney. And it also provides me the ability to work with people from all over, which is amazing. Uh, so I get to work, you know, with people from so many different states, so many different locations, and I personally get to work from wherever, whether that's a beach in Bora Bora, which has been done, or whether that's at home. Um, and so it's it's beautiful because it's allowed me the ability to be able to to kind of move and shift and, uh, you know, have the lifestyle I want. Well, also it's really, it's kind of cool how it all fit together because I'm like, this is the mission I wanted. And now I get to work with people who are also on that same mission. They are also after that freedom lifestyle, whatever that may look like for them. I love that you brought this up because we were just talking about our mutual friend, Latisse, right before this, and her and I were ideating this new freebie to send out, obviously, because we're all here to get clients and stuff. And one of the, as I'm, you know, I, I basically took an hour to like, just like reflect on what she said, really look up to her, was like thinking about what she said. And when I think about, she wants us to create this thing that's like, the five steps to build a team. But for somebody that's like just hitting those mile markers where they can pay themselves the same all the time, they are concerned about their IP. Like they know this is, they're in it for the long haul. They're still experimenting, but they're consistent. They know they can pay their bills. They know they can go on vacation, make decisions, you know, get that legendary sunburn that you got on vacation that I will never forget. Um, You know, all of that good stuff. But there was something that you said now that it's just so cool that it draws me back to this moment where I was just like dumping all this stuff on a paper. Like, what do you really need to build a team? And you think it's all complicated. Like, 
you know, legal and, and HR and money and finance and accounting and everything we all hate, right? Well, we like it, but everyone else hates it, especially creatives. But I just, the thing that kept coming up was that ability to tune into yourself and have like an onslaught midlife crisis and actually be honest about what you want from your life, because that is so amazing that you were able to do that at such a young developmental age in your career and not like me, who literally took a step back 15 years in and was like, what the hell am I doing? I don't want to be doing this anymore. I don't want to do it in this way. I want to change it for other people too. What do you think like gave you the audacity and the boldness to like stand up and say like, fuck that. I'm not living that life. I'm not looking up to you, even though my entire life is conditioned around worshiping that lifestyle. I will tell you what. Well, two things. One, I don't know where my, I don't know where I get <laughs> Okay, I do not know where I get the audacity. Um, I, I was in a position where I was getting job offers from firms and they were offering me salaries where I was just like, what? Like, <laughs> that's it? I have a whole lot of, and like, I get it now as someone who is in the position of hiring people and then you have to train them and you're hiring people to, you know what I mean? Like, I, I get it, but also it's to me it was so hard to fathom because I'm like I have so I have so much debt from law school right that's the reality is like you graduate from law school and you're in a shit ton of debt you have so many loans and I'm like if I take this job there's literally no way that those will ever get paid off like that's impossible there's physically no way but they're like you know they really translate because they're like but we'll give you a free gym membership and after five years we'll pay for you to go on a two-week vacation and I'm like Oof. But they're like, but you'll be working like 12 hours a day. And now I'm like, dude, every, every day of my life is a vacation. You know what I mean? Like I, I get to live an amazing life. I can pick up and leave whenever I want to leave. I, I was just, I was, I was in a position where I was like, I, I don't, I, this isn't for me. This is not for me. And the person I was dating at the time, um, I'll never forget. We went to the Joker movie and we got out of the Joker and I had to call within like an hour. I had to call this firm and give them a decision. And we got out of the Joker movie and I was sitting there so nervous. You know, I, I used to have such like a nervous like pit in my stomach all the time. And so I was like, I do not know what to do. And we were standing there in the parking garage and he looked at me and he was like, Chandler, I will never forget. He looked at me and he said, Chandler, if you want to be a shark, then be a fucking shark. And I was like, Okay. Okay. That's it. Like, I just, I needed that. I needed someone to like believe in me. You know what I mean? And so I called and I turned down the job and I said, I'm, I'm not doing this. I'm, I'm not going to do it. And I'm going to start my own firm and I'm going to build it because I was like, if I think it's scarier, like what you did, because I'm like, if I fail now, I'm not falling as far. Right. So I'm like, if I fail, I'm not going to fall very far might be a little bruised, but super easy to get back up, go get a job. If I have to, I felt like I was in a position where if I failed, I, it was fine. I, I just felt like I will be totally fine because I'm going to be in no worse position than I currently am jobless. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm currently jobless. So it, I will be in no worse position. And it, the thought of having to leave a job after being in it for five, 10, 15 years was terrifying to me so you know kudos because that is a whole new ball game which takes so much grit and just it <laughs> I, kudos kudos 100 <laughs> well i think a lot of people listening are going to feel that way too i'm a little bit of a cheater because i kind of like dip my toe in and then like made myself super valuable and then just have sort of like homer simpson did out into like the grass like slowly but surely and so now i'm still involved in those businesses and have reaped the benefits of that privilege of experience but there are so many women out there that are our clients that are like i just had to pull the band-aid because it was one or the other and i i totally get that and it's kind of funny because on one hand i lost like i think there's the grass is greener right because like on one hand i lost 10 years of experience or you know, if I would have started back when I feel like I was qualified to do so when I got my first mentor in 2014, I lost 10 years of building this business because I didn't have the audacity. And I think so many people have those regrets. I don't have them because I feel like I'm 
little bit, I'm a tourist, I'm a little bit more slow, I like to, like, be comfy, like, I didn't want to, like, totally put myself out there, like, the scariest thing I ever did in starting this business was, like, literally going live on Instagram, like, I'd never done it, I'd never gone face to camera, I was like, are people going to think I'm trying to be an influencer, like, it's so funny, like, the perspective, you just never know what the reality of somebody's fear is, which really does lend itself to legal and HR. I mean, I think that people hate slash love us because they hate us and they meet us and they're like, I feel better. Thank you for making me feel so good and like protected and safe. But like when you decided to do IP, it sounds like you did it out of a love and a passion for yourself, which I do think is something to be celebrated. But you also do have a very clear passion for the work that you do. And maybe that has developed over the years. But can we talk a little bit about that and why you give so many shits? about protecting all of our stuff. <laughs> well, it was one of those things that I didn't even, because I never really took classes in law school geared towards IP. So when I found out about this area of law that existed, I was like, oh, I'm really interested. And the more I dove into it, I was like, this is so fun because it applies to all different types of entrepreneurs, whether you are in the entertainment business, whether you are you know, more of an entrepreneur in the sense you're offering services, whether you are a creative, it applies uh, across the land, um, even, you know, products and things like that. And so I got the ability to work with so many different types of people and entrepreneurs. And that's, I think what I love the most because it's people have these dreams and these visions and these ideas and these passions that they are bringing to life. And it is, it's, it's more than just what they're doing in that moment. It's what they're creating in the long term, right? It's yeah. what legacy are you leaving? What impact are you leaving? What future are you building for yourself? And I see, I think I see so much of myself in that because I'm like, I've literally been there. And so I love being able to aid in protecting that and helping give them those legacies that really can be long lasting and can give them long-term financial success and that long-term impact. Um, and, and just really setting themselves up for success. It also comes from the fact that I just, I flat out see situations go awry all the time. You know what I mean? Like it is so bad. And I, this is where the justice side of me comes in. I hate seeing bad shit happen to good people. I hate it. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. So when we can prevent that, that's ideal. Yeah. And I, I mean, speaking of like the element of being protected and kind of having these bad things happen to people, that kind of lends itself right into something that we try to avoid a little bit in our marketing, which is the scary part of all of this like the, the fear mongering, the, the clickbait, you know, all the stuff that's scaring us into taking action. I know for me, even though I have all this experience and have worked hand in hand with employment attorneys and like, really, it's just two sides of the same coin. Like most of our referral partners are lawyers. Most of our, um, on the other side of it, we have a ton of accountants and it just, we all kind of have, we're like the black and white side of the business and HR can kind of filter that into human terms. But realistically, it's like, this really scary thing that can feel really heavy and, and crazy to take on, but you forget about like all the success stories, like getting five trademarks for your brand are massive assets to the value of your company. Like, I mean, it's like, if you have, if you take the time to do that and the time to create those things, and those are intellectual property, like you had an idea that nobody else had, like, first of all, pat yourself on the damn back. And second of all, go out and claim it and protect it and realize the value is much more than the money you're putting into it. But it's literally built into the fabric of your business. And it's because it's scary as hell when something like that can get ripped out from under you. So can you talk a little bit just for a second, because I don't want to delve into it too much, but some of those scary stories, some of those things that you've seen happen that have flipped that justice switch in you that have really made you passionate about this. Okay. First, oh God, there's so many, there's so many. Um, but yeah, it, because the thing is, is when, when you are creating something, if you are taking the time to create it and you are investing money into the design, into the copy, into whatever it is, you know, that you are building, why not take the steps to actually own it? Because you see people building these things all the time. And unless you are taking steps to own it, you, you don't own it. You are spending so much time and money investing into these things that you don't even own. So it's kind of like, what's the point? Um, because it can be ripped away from you at any point in time, which is really scary, number one. And then number two, I've seen things where, first of all, larger companies are bullies, 
right? And I hate seeing that larger companies with deep, deep pockets will try and bully smaller companies. So that's horror story one. Horror story two, if you start a brand, and I've seen this happen multiple times, you start a brand, you're using the brand name, yada, 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 and someone else owns it, they can come and they can say, not only do you have to stop using it, you now have to pay us all the money you've made using this term. They can disengorge you of all of the profits you've made. And so they'll just take away. If, if you've been in business, say, you know, two years, whatever it is, you've made a million dollars in two years, they can come along and say, cool, now you owe us. Oh, it's disgusting. And I mean, I have another client who's going through, I mean, she's a bigger brand for sure, not like as much of a startup or like first employee vibes. Like a lot of our clients are like kind of jumping over that hump. Um, but she has, I mean, she's got like four or five lawsuits going on at any given time. Like there's always something happening. Only one having to do with employment, but that's how she found us. She's like, wow, I really wish I would have done this a while ago because this is actually something that could have been prevented. But there's like frivolous lawsuits out there where they're going onto people's websites and there's an ADA claim for accessibility and they're suing 40 companies at once. Yeah. And now they're going to court. And so for this big business that's multi, you know, tens of millions of dollars a year generated, it's like nuisance. But for a business like, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars a year, like on the up and up, growing, you know, having a good time, getting a letter like that would be debilitating. I mean, the anxiety I would have would be like, uh, goodbye, I'm done. Why am I even doing it? I mean, I do that every day anyway, just from like getting like one complaint from a client. So like those, there's so many opportunities to... I guess have the rug pulled out from under you. And I know that you have ways that people can be protected through your business that can really like touch on all those things. But can you just give us kind of a quick overview of somebody were to audit their own legal in their business and say like, I just want to make sure that I've got these things covered so I can feel safe and secure and happy. Is there something quick that you can recommend or is there something that like a quick list of things like the most important to keep you on the right track? Yep, absolutely. So first thing I would say is look at your website. Uh, go to the website, scroll all the way to the bottom, and you want to make sure you have a privacy policy in terms of use in place. Those sound like annoying, pesky, whatever type of documents, but they are really important because you can be fined thousands of dollars if you don't have them in place. So number one, having that in place. Number two is going to be if you are working with clients, you want to make sure that you have a solid client agreement in place. No matter, no matter what you do, uh, you know, you want a client agreement in place. Uh, if you are working with a team, obviously, you know, you need to have that an agreement in place between you and whoever you're hiring on. You need to make sure your information is protected. They're not going to take it and run with it. And then whenever you are looking at your brand as a whole, you want to make sure that you have ownership of your brand. Uh, you know, a lot of times if, if it's just a random course that you're creating, fine, it's a lot easier to change, you know, the name of courses or things like that. But when it comes to the name of your brand, like the overall name of your brand, that's harder to change. That's not just like a quick switch and, you know, simple change it. Oh no. I, I mean, I can tell you, I just went through a rebrand, you know, electively because I wanted to. Um, that was a massive undertaking. It takes so much work to rebrand, especially if you are a business where you're not just operating virtually, especially if you have marketing materials, you have business cards, you have signage, you have this, you have that. I mean, there's just so many different things that you have to consider. So it's like, if you are taking the time to invest in all of these different things, you should probably own, you know, what it is that you're creating. So I would 100% take a look at the overarching name of your brand and make sure that is like one of the very first things that you secure rights to and that you trademark. I think that was like the scariest thing for me because I've talked about this on the podcast before. We've had a couple of other attorneys talking about different stuff, but I think for the most part, it's just really fun to bring people like you to the center of the conversation because you're going to approach this in a totally different way than other attorneys and finding the right fit is kind of like finding the right match when it comes to an employee because your attorney is somebody that you're going to lean on all the time. Like something might happen and you may not need support right away, but I always know, knowing I have my attorney in my back pocket or my CTA in my back pocket or my HR person I can take off the shelf and help me make this decision or whatever, it makes such a big difference. But I to kind of wheel it back a little bit, I think that there's something really scary. I talked about on the podcast, I tried to trademark my brand name three years ago, three and a half years ago when I started my business and the lawyer ghosted. 
So still as of now, like have made, there's like a, a six month delay on getting a returned message from them. Um, it's this whole drama. I've since like, you know, done some things to make sure that I get my money back. But it was, you know, basically just like, well, the trademarks office is really busy. This is just taking longer. This is just taking longer. It's going to take a year and a half. It's gonna, and I'm like, well, it's been three and a half. What are we doing here? And finally just got the word that, you know, I never really got around to doing it essentially but in like fancy legal words and now i've worked three years ago i met with this attorney and i was like okay great this is i feel comfortable this is a beautiful proposal you have you were recommended by someone i respect etc etc so on and so forth but at the end of the day it i was afraid to ask the questions that i needed to ask because i just assumed that the lawyer is going to have my back i mean it's a lawyer and that didn't happen so how do you and and I was horrified. I mean, I've gone through now. I've literally been around to the point where I've rebranded my whole business as well. And I was thinking I'm waiting for this trademark to come through. So not only did I like lose, I mean, hopefully I'll get the money back, but I will get it back. Um, but like, not only have I now gone through this iteration, but I've been sitting around like a lame duck thinking these these trademarks for my programs are being processed. Even reaching out to people that were using some of my terminology and saying like, hey, I have a trademark in progress. Can you please take this down or change it for next time? Um, saving the documents, sending it to the attorney, like, hey, here's some, you know, confirmation that I'm using this and owning this and just know, like, thank you, thank you, nothing was filed. So I know how important it is to almost spend one extra second to, like, really make sure that you're finding the right person that you can trust and support that is going to be doing something that you're not trained to do. That's, we talk about it a lot internally. We, there's a lot of things that we're hiring for that we can train them to do, or we can fill in the gaps here and there. But a really solid team, there's going to be people that you don't know how to do their job. But especially with a specialized person like you or I, it's not always going to be a DIY situation. So how do you make sure that it's someone that you can trust and it's not just you know pretty colors and a good recommendation from somebody that's getting a kickback from their referral? Like, how do we choose people like that when we're already intimidated enough by the lawyers? <laughs> well, see, and that's the hardest part, too, because anyone can put on a good face. So I want to say find someone who you feel comfortable talking to, right? But you talk to them and, the, okay, like, I'm sure you felt comfortable talking to the person, you know, whenever you onboarded with them. So I would definitely say mm -hmm. look at their results, you know, yeah. look at their results. Are they getting trademarks? Are things filed? One thing that I so pride myself in and that my clients say again and again and again is that I will talk to them until no question is left unanswered. Like I will stay on the phone with you until you understand everything. I will explain things to you. I will break it down. It doesn't matter how many times I have to do it. Um, because to me, it's not, it's not enough to just have the protections. It's, I want to make sure people understand how they work and how they protect you. Right. Because when you understand how they protect you, that's when you can really leverage them. Uh, to serve you the best. So number one, look at past results. And number two, I, again, I want to say, make sure that you can, you can trust the person and have a conversation with them. But I feel like in your case, you know, you, you can do, you can do your due diligence, but that's not always a guarantee that that's enough. Um, mm -hmm. I would say, you know, again, it's going to, it's really going to come down to looking at past results. And also I would say the other thing is watching just who they are as a person, you know, I think that you can, especially if you're watching them for a while, it's not someone you just found overnight watching how they operate. Um, do they seem ethical? What, what do they infuse into, you know, their marketing and stuff like that? Uh, I think that's mm -hmm. really important. Yeah. I mean, to your point, like having some skin in the game, especially for an entrepreneur, I think that if I were to go back and, and look at it from a different perspective, the first thing would just have been to not be so afraid to reach out. And like you said, you're like, I want to make sure you get all your questions answered. Like I was almost in, I liked the person for sure, but I was intimidated by the nature of your work and the intelligence that lawyers have and all of that stuff. So I didn't ask the right, you know, I was like, oh, year and a half. Okay. Two years later, I guess we're chilling. Like I wasn't, Yep. I was afraid to put myself out there and be wrong. And I like that your brand doesn't allow for that. And that's different about you than other lawyers that are kind of above us. <laughs> you know what grinds my gears is that we are not our title. Like I, I, yes, I am a lawyer, but I am a human before I am a lawyer. 
Okay. Like I, that is a hill I will die on. I am a human before I am a lawyer and you are you before any title that comes after you. And so when we're building these relationships and we're talking to people, it's like, you're talking to a human. Like I, I am talking to another human. Another human is talking to me. Um, it, no, I'm that grinds my gears so hard about the legal industry. I think that my presence, because I've heard before that I'm intimidating, but I don't want to be intimidating oh. to my clients. I want to be intimidating to the people that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going after for my clients. Essentially, I, I never want to be intimidating <laughs> for my clients because I, I think the presence. If you just saw me on social media and you never talked to me in your life, I, I've heard before, like, yeah, I thought you were kind of scary, and then I talked to you, and I realized <laughs> you're not scary at all. Like, I'm the least scariest person if you actually <laughs> talk to me. Um, but yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. I think there's something really cool about using another entrepreneur that has skin in the game, that understands the part of running the business and not just the expertise that we're in, especially when it comes to these things, because you're not only going to know how to speak our language, but you're also going to be able to give really sound advice from a seasoned place. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, is it's so fun working with entrepreneurs too, because there's a sense of lawyers are very lawyers have a tendency to be very risk adverse, which makes sense. Right. Um, but I'm all about risk. It just has to be calculated risk. Right. So we want to make sure that it's, it's a good risk that's going to give a good ROI and not, and not just pulling it out of left field. Um, so that's the main thing. Yeah. I love that. And, you know, I mean, we've chatted on Instagram for a while and I just felt like there was, a really similar approach to our levels of expertise that we have in our education. And so I feel like we just kind of like, we're two sides of the same coin there, which is really fun. So I loved what you said about, yes, you're a lawyer, but you're also a human first. I mean, I think HR kind of gets a bad rap because we are usually representing people that maybe don't have the human nature or like the human people involved in the decisions or they're very business centered. And then we have to clean up after them, at least traditionally. We're obviously trying to change that like from the ground up through small business and entrepreneurship and changing the viewpoint, but nobody that's got into HR wanted to screw anyone else over. Anyone who got into HR, I can confidently say was like, I love people and I just want to help make them have the best careers that they can have. And so it's fun to have that kind of black and white approach of the legal that we lean on so much. Like there's nothing better than when our client is having an issue with one of their employees and they signed the NDA that their lawyer drafted for them and we can lean back on it and then just help them filter that through through a human perspective. So I love what you said about bringing that element to your position and, and your goals, I guess, for your business. I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like we are so past the the stereotypical you know age and and listen there are certain people who I, i'm not for everyone right just like you're not for everyone but we are for the right people and i i would never want to work with someone who is super stiff and stuck up so why would i present as super stiff and stuck up right mm -hmm. so it, i think that how you convey yourself, how you put yourself out there really matters and when it comes to who you attract. And so it's, it's great because I don't feel like, I, I feel like I get to work with people who really appreciate the approach that I take, which I think is so important in the legal industry or in the HR industry, because it's not standard, but that's what makes people appreciate it even more. And it's just like client by client, that's how we change the narrative. That's how we change the fact that it doesn't have to be scary. It can be good, it can be beneficial. Um, you can work with someone that you trust, someone you appreciate, someone who doesn't talk like they're above you, anything like that. So it, I mean, one by one, we're changing the world one by one. Yeah, well, we're like, obviously the best people to work with about these topics. So but we'll get into that in just a few minutes, because I want to switch gears and talk to you a little bit more about your journey as a business owner. And we do not shy away from the topic of this shit is a roller coaster. Like literally some days I wake up and I'm like, why am I doing all this? Um, and there are some days when I'm like, I am living my dream. And it just could be where I'm at in my menstrual cycle. Who the fuck knows? But I want to talk a little bit about that because I think that one thing that you have, if people are listening to this episode and they're, they're running over to your Instagram and they're like, oh shit, Chandler's like got her shit together and it's all, you know, everything is like very curated and it's, but in like a very real and authentic way, but it's on brand. Like you are knowing what you're saying and you're saying what you mean and you mean what you say. And, 
And at that same token, we're business owners. Like we're going to bed at night wondering about our income. We're waking up in the morning dealing with taxes. Like how do you deal with those ups and downs? And especially because you do have a little bit more information than some of us about some of those scary stories. So like, how do you deal with those? Like as a business owner? Day by freaking day and a lot of coffee and therapy. (laughs) And, you know, I mean, I think that so much nervous system regulation comes in comes into play it really does because we have to get our nervous system adjusted to where wherever it is that we're at um i think that as you continue to grow the stakes continue to get higher and that's where things i feel like get more and more nerve-wracking before i feel like it was just me And, you know, of course I have my rent, I got to pay, but I'm like, I, I I can pay that. That's fine. Or I can come up with it. You know, I I have my car payment. That's fine. All else fails. If everything in this world, if somehow I wasn't be able, if, if I wasn't able to continue on, I can move home. I know that. Right. And so I think that gives a safety net. Um, I have just gone into the new level, right? Where it's now I'm, I've hired someone, like I've hired an employee, a full-time employee. And now I'm like, oh, it's not me, my employee. My employee will eat before I eat. Like I will do anything for my employee. Like it's, it's no longer about me, right? So now it's a whole new level. And I think that as you continue to grow it's, and you can continue to get to those, those new levels, I feel like I've had more thoughts now recently along the lines of, okay, we have to make all this happen compared to where it was before. Because before I was like, I'm doing great, but it's me. Like, it's just me. So like I can handle anything that comes my way because again, it's just me and now it's not. And so it's been interesting uh, because I feel like more recently I've, I've been dealing with more of that and being like, okay, like we have to make this happen and this happen and this happen. Um, because again, it's no longer just me. Like, yeah, I have to support myself and I can figure out my own stuff. But now I have someone else that I am responsible for their salary and their income. And this, this person now depends on me. And like I said, they will eat before I eat. So now it's like, okay, we got to make this happen even more. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's a great question on how, how I deal with it all. I'm still figuring it out. I feel like that's the best answer that I can give. There's not like a a list. I, a lot of coffee, um, honest conversations, therapy, and just effort, you know, it's, I mean, working hard. I think that's the best answer I can give. I I wish I could have it all figured out, but I don't. Yeah. I mean, I think, if we had somebody come on and say, oh, yeah, like, I mean, I just, like, meditate for 20 minutes a day and then, like, go take ayahuasca in the desert once a year, I'd be like, that doesn't feel like the right thing for this audience because no. I don't know that we all have that ability to do that and just – and I don't think entrepreneurs, at least the ones that I attract, the ones that I hang out with, and now we know we hang out with the same ones, are really, like, resting on their laurels, like, eh, let's see what happens. Like, we're driven, like, high-performing, like, best in class. Like, we want, we give a shit. Like, there's reasons for it. One thing you po- I want to point out that you said is that you were like, well, now I really give a shit because I have somebody else that I'm thinking about. And whenever this comes up, like, I do have to go into cold HR Linda mode sometimes and tell people you got to pay yourself because otherwise the resentment's going to build and you're going to get into a bad spot, you know. But I know that was all figure of speech. But when, when I talk to male clients, they would never say that. And so I think it's really interesting because the male, it's not, it's, a, it's such a male versus female already binary out in the world, but it's really interesting because it's not a bad thing. Like the reason I'm bringing this up is because I think it's such a beautiful thing that we as women can use our teams and people to motivate us to make a bigger impact and make a difference, not only through our clients, but through our teams. Whereas sometimes I find that we are not getting the grit and we're not getting the resiliency and we're not having these tough conversations with male entrepreneurs, at least the ones that I have helped (laughs) here and there. Um, Let's be honest. It's like my client base is all women and then like a man and then like a gay, you know, so it's like not really like that kind of thing. But I do think that it's really interesting because the even working and consulting in person in the small businesses that I work for here locally, that would never come up. Like it would never be an option. It would never even be a motivating factor. And I don't want it to come off as weakness because I think it's 
motivating and beautiful and empowering that we can tap into that part of ourselves by hiring a team. And that will help to continue to keep women at the table, which is flipping on, flipping that mindset on its head a little bit, but that's so awesome that you have a full-time employee. How'd you feel the first day that you realized you were hiring somebody? I feel like that's like not, that's like a big milestone. Like give yourself a pat on the back. (laughs) Felt scary, of course, scary. Um, Cause again, it's like, now it's, it just feels like you're, you're responsible for this, you know? And it's more official than someone just being a contractor, you know, giving a 30 mm-hmm. day notice and saying, I don't need yourself. Like, no, this is an employee. And it was scary, but it was also, I've, I've leaned into the support and it's just like, I can breathe now. You know what I mean? I, best decision I ever made. She is amazing like just an absolute rock star. She has so many qualities that I'm like, you, you fit exactly what I was looking for truly through and through. And I'm just so grateful because it's been such a blessing to be able to have that support. I can tell you the rebrand would not have happened when it happened. If it wasn't for her, like so many of the things I'm just like, I don't think I can live without you now. Like she is so important to the day to day and just helping me, you know, get through and things are getting done 10 times faster. And just what we're able to put out into the world and all the ideas that I had that I'm like, Oh, I want to be able to create these things. Now I can actually execute on them. They're no longer just ideas because I have that support. Um, and I think it's a whole, it's a whole different ball game when someone's an employee, because then they're invested, like they are invested in, in your business, um, compared to when someone's just a contractor, I feel like she wants to see things succeed. Like she's pointing out like blind spots. Hey, I think we can do this. And, and I've set it up that way intentionally, because the thing is, I never want to be a place to work where, you know, I don't, I never want to have a company that's a place to work where people feel like they can't give their input or they think that it's my way or the highway all the time. I I don't want that. That's not the type of culture that I want to create. Like I want people to be able to come and say, Hey, I think there's a better way. Okay, let's do it. Like amazing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And and that's what I found. And I, I'm just so appreciative. I love that. And so this month actually, so, you know, it's October. Um, we're in the future right now. Um, we are talking all about interviews this month. And so I'd love to kind of, before we get into my last questions for you, which is a little bit more timely, um, I want to talk a little bit, just because you brought up how this is so going so going so well with your employee, we're talking all about having great interviews and being compliant and blah, 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 listen to the podcast, whatever, like grab our resources, et cetera, et cetera, stick around for October. But can you talk about what you did in order to interview, find, hire, post, look for this person. And what do you think were the things that you're going to do next time too? That's going to ensure the same result. I will tell you, I got so lucky. I mean like beyond lucky. So (laughs) I made a posting on Upwork and I was like, this is exactly what I'm looking for. X, Y, Z, yada, yada, yada. And there were... I, I basically said, I don't have the time to train someone on all these different softwares. You have to be familiar with them. And this is, you know, you know how people would post that and it'd be like Microsoft Word. Okay, you know how to use Microsoft Word. Okay, well, mine's yeah. not Microsoft Word. You need to know how to use Dubsado. You need to know how to use Thrivecart. You need to know how to use Show It and Shopify. Like all these different things that people use in the quote unquote online space that isn't in, you know, the word suite that people are familiar with. And so I had so many people, uh, you know, applying and I would get on the call and they would say that they are dedicated to figuring it out. And I'm like, and I love that, but I, I don't have that time either. Like I need certain things that can just happen to move this stuff along. And I found someone who actually was in the online space and she was like, you know, I've kind of done my own thing. I'm looking for, you know, someone to be more of an employer, um, X, Y, Z. And so I hired her on for starting out just like temporary. And then instantly I was like, yeah, I want to bring you on full time. Like you're amazing. She knew everything. She knew all the softwares. She knew all the platforms. Um, she was familiar with the online space and she, you know, it turns out I'd actually like followed her already and didn't, you know, didn't. Even know. And so 
it was that's so cool. seamless because then she was able to under she understood i think that's what i was looking for more than anything i need someone who understands what i do i don't need you to understand everything with legal but i need you to understand the the unique business model which isn't it's different and if you are have more of like a corporate experience you might not understand like more of the online business model that we have going on and so she came in and i mean it interview process i mean instantly after the interview (laughs) knew she was the one I was like you understand and what you have exactly what I'm looking for you understand everything perfect um so it was it was an instant yes and then yeah since then she's just I saw even when she was just operating as a contractor and not full-time yet one thing that I noticed that I absolutely loved is she was proactive and that is a quality that you can't, it's so hard to teach that. Like it is so hard to teach someone to be proactive. And she was proactive. She was like, yep, I did this is, oh, and by the way, I've already done this. And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't even have to like tell you or ask you for this. You've already done this music to my ears. She just handled things. And I was blown away because I'm like, I didn't even know that this type of support existed. And I just, I've, I've been so grateful. That's, that's amazing. It's like, I'm so obsessed with her. She is absolutely amazing. Oh my gosh. I hope she listens to this. Cause I'm sure it'll mean a lot to her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> She's like, I can't wait to hear all about it. I'm going to get off the call and be like, we talked about you the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll have her on next too. No, but I really think it's, it's important for people to hear that because you said a couple things that you kind of skated past and I want to highlight them because this wasn't an accident and you weren't lucky. Number one, you were extremely intentional about what you needed and you stuck by it. Like that's not normal. Like a lot of people are like, eh, pretty close, you know, like, oh, that'll work or yeah, sure. I have the time to teach you. If, especially if it's your first, second, third or fourth employee, you don't have an agency or other people that are doing supervisory tasks. You are the one training them, which means that if you're hiring, you already don't have the time for it. So acknowledging and recognizing that that early on, super unusual, great job. You were so clear, so direct. It sounds like even just the way you started, it was like, I wrote down exactly what I wanted. And then you articulated why. And then you stuck with that throughout the process. And you didn't let biases change your mind or great conversations change your mind or, you know, you didn't give up. Like you stuck with it. Sometimes recruiting for the right person takes a while. But we know that it costs up to 400% of someone's annual salary to replace them, just to replace them Mm -hmm. based on productivity, tasks, uh, building a relationship, training, development, and just getting back to that place where they're good to go. And that is not a different number in online business. So it's really, really important that people take your example and they take it to heart because you don't have to settle. You can take a couple of days and you can sort it out, especially when it comes to your people stuff. Just the same way with legal, it t- good things take time. HR is the same thing. Don't be afraid to wait for the right person. It will cost you less, less to wait a few weeks and repost the ad or to hire a recruiter that can help you than it will to hire somebody incorrectly, half-ass train them for three months and then replace them because they don't know how to sell something. You know, not, you know, that that's my story or anything, but you know, I've been around the block two times. But yeah, so give your, like you're doing stuff really naturally. Like it seems like you have a really good instinct for it. And I don't want people to think that they should know how to do it. This isn't meant to be shameful, but like you did things that I would, that I don't often see when people try to do it themselves and it worked out. So I think that's great. Testament to your leadership. Thank you. I mean, there were, you know, there were people that I interviewed and I'm like, I I like you. I think you'd be great. But it's, again, it's just, you don't, you don't know. I appreciate your dedication to wanting to learn. I also had a vision for the, I I knew that I wanted someone who I could hire on full time. And I feel like in the process, I got a lot of people who I could tell it would never be a full-time thing. Either you are supporting way too many people, you don't want to work for someone, um, or you are all, like, I had someone who did real estate and she's like, yeah, real estate's been slow. So like, I want to do this. And I'm like, okay, but real estate's still going to be your main thing. You know what I mean? And so this wouldn't be a long-term, a long-term thing. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. But again, I want someone who, my goal when I was hiring is I'm like, I don't want someone temporary. Like I want someone who will grow with me and the company. Like that yeah. is my ideal goal because I'm someone who, if I'm going to the top, you're coming with me. 
Like, I will not leave you there at the bottom. Like, we will go there together. But I, I we, you know, we got to make it happen together because I can't do it alone. I mm-hmm. There's that saying that I so believe is true. It's um, if you want to go fast, if, I think it's if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. I mean, it's, I'm like, I don't know, especially when it comes to like helping people understand the value of team. Like, I'm sure your journey to the top just got cut in half because you had somebody there that could help you, even just creating the white space for you to pursue new ideas and things like that. It's, we, I do this thing where we, when we manage, we, we help people with their profit margin so that they can know how to price themselves based on the labor that they need to hire so they can pay fairly, et cetera. You know, it's all a, rolls downhill, you know? Um, And one of the things that I'll do first is the CEO watch and tell me like, oh, I charge like 35 bucks an hour. Like that's how much I pay myself. Like if I can get 35 bucks an hour, then I can pay my salary, 70K a year, whatever. The first thing we do is erase that and we change it to $250 an hour because you need to start seeing that there is someone else out there that can do those five hours of tasks that's going to go from $1,250 to $125 (laughs) because you're paying them still top of market, still fairly, but you're swallowing your pride and you're having trust and you're leaning into your confidence and you're giving someone else an opportunity and you're also making a shit ton of money more. So like, it's really a win-win when you're able to see it that way. And it does shorten your path to the top. So yeah, having a team is hard. Like I'm sure that you can speak to once you bring someone in, your time goes from maybe the task that they were doing to now you're spending a little bit more time managing them. But can you actually talk a little bit about that? Like if somebody were to say like, well, what is the time swap there? You know, and given that you're an attorney, so you know what to look for. You're not discriminating against her on accident or something like that. But, you know, on that note, like, can you just talk a little bit about that time swap? Because I do not want people walking around thinking they could just delegate a bunch of tasks and have like zero hours of work all week. Like people take energy too. Yeah. (laughs) The thing is, especially when, you know, you're still the one that it, the ultimate decision falls on me still, you, you still have to communicate. Like, it's not just, mm-hmm. I, I spent, I think I went to go work out this morning and I spent like 45 minutes walking around my complex before I even got into the gym because we we're just going back and forth in voice notes. You know what I mean? But that, that 45 minutes back and forth in voice notes just set us up for the entire day. Right. Mm-hmm. And then middle of the day, we had another, for example, today we had another call um, to touch base because there was something that happened. It needed to change and stuff like that. So you still have to be present. It's not like you just can't, you can't be present. You can't just, you know, go ghost. Um, but I think that it's easier to be able to have conversations with someone who can also help you execute. Right. Instead of just instead of just like a to do list where you're trying to check everything off, you get to cut that to do list in half because you have someone that's helping you with that to do list. But you still have to convey that. And then you have to make sure everything was done and that it's done correct. Uh, But it does move along quicker. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the things that we always want to help people understand is that when you do decide to hire a team and we believe in like lean, strong high quality teams. Like that's what we help people build. So if that's your, I mean, there's only one way to do it and that's to be intentional and on purpose and on the up and up legal and also making sure that you have all your boxes checked. But at the same token, you also have to have this acceptance of I'm a different type of person when I'm a leader than when I'm just managing my own business and leading myself. And how am I going to choose to embrace that? Am I going to hate it and resent it and be annoyed about it? Or am I going to step into this new role? Because the difference between a successful person that builds a team and then maybe you go up and down, you let people go, you hire people on, whatever, is that you have that resiliency factor. You have that grit factor. Usually you have community, but you also have accepted that you are responsible for the people that are under you and that new way of thinking and that new approach to your business. And those, like the way that you have, like just basically taking it and looking at your business in a totally new way is what I would challenge people to do, which sounds really hard because they don't give themselves permission. (laughs) They're like, no, I have to do everything or I don't deserve it, you know, kind of a thing. Right. Right. Absolutely. It's a good decision. It's a lot, but it's so helpful. Yeah. When you're ready, when you're ready, we're not here to push people, but okay. Well, I honestly, we went like way over, but you have so much 
knowledge and you're so fun and easy to talk to and also so on brand so i'm so excited that you have the palm tree behind you so that i can just post a million tiktoks of you and it'll just be like you work for me or something um, no work with me um, but either way chandler i want to just really quickly talk about what you have going on this month in october because we talked a little about the scary shit of hr and we talked a little about the legal stuff so how have you turned that around made it fun and tell us about what you are doing Yes. So I swear into the holidays, it always gets to be fun season, you know, because we can do things that are <laughs> different themes and stuff. So for the month of October, we're hosting a campaign called Nightmare on Legal Street, which I am so excited about because we're going to, there's going to be a handful of different emails that go out um, that are more detailed about different nightmare situations that can happen. And then we'll also be pushing out reels every single day about some type of nightmare situation going on on Legal Street. And then we're also going to host a masterclass called Bewitched by the Fine Print in October, October 19th, I believe we have the date set at. And it's going to cover all things contracts and also horror stories that can happen, right? Whether you don't have them, whether you do have them, because it's not necessarily enough to just have a contract. It's what's inside of that contract that matters and making sure you have mm -hmm. all those clauses inside that are going to protect you and really work for you. So hosting a masterclass to give people all the information about that. And then we'll also be sharing our design for you bundle, which is our signature contract bundle. Literally name is intentional. It's designed for you because it's designed with you in mind. And it includes over 30 contract templates inside of the bundle. Uh, and you get access to every contract template that we add in the future. And it's, it's truly just so comprehensive. It's intended to be a one-stop shop for all things contracts. That's amazing. I love that. Especially I've been member a membership of multiple legal memberships at the same time. I trust different lawyers for different things and have different types of conversations and things like that. So I always think it's great to have a variety of expertise in your in your back pocket, especially as we're growing. These services can, especially like the templates and stuff, they can be a little bit more affordable. So you mm -hmm. might as well have options and make sure that you have a depth of support, especially because legal is one of the most important things that if not the most important thing that can help you protect your business. Um, we like hate to be second place or third place behind legal and accounting, but here we are. HR will gladly take third place because I don't want to write a contract and I don't know how to pay taxes. Ask my CPA. She's pretty pissed. Anyway, so <laughs> on that note, um, we will include everything in the show notes and make sure that everybody knows where to find you. But do you normally like want people to DM you if they've listened? Like, are you a big I'm in my DMs person or are you on LinkedIn more, Instagram? Like, where can people just reach out and start a conversation with you definitely on instagram my instagram is at lawyer chandler j i absolutely love when people dm me let me know you know where they found me um and just start a conversation because i'm someone who if you take the time to dm me i will reply like that is that is my belief in life like if you are going to take the time to say something to me i'm going to take the time to respond that's amazing thank you so much for being here i'm so happy for our new friendship and i'm also really proud of your employee um so <laughs> I'm super excited to see how things shake out and everybody check the show notes for those links and make sure you get into that masterclass. So thanks so much, Chandler. Yes, of course. Thank you. If you're listening to this, you've stuck with me for this entire episode. And for that, I say thank you. I hope you found as much value in this week's topic as I do. If so, be sure to follow, rate, and review on the Up and Up podcast. You'll be helping others find the fun in HR too. Follow us on social media and join us next Wednesday for your weekly dose of On the Up and Up.